thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2022 Mexican Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We had the 2022 Mexican Grand Prix this weekend, but before we jump into the race weekend, we had touched about it briefly last week about the penalty that was impending for Red Bull, but the judgment came down and they got a $7 million euro whatever fine and a 10% reduction in their wind tunnel testing for next season. What are your guys' thoughts on the penalty? It seems lenient to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the money, I don't think the money is a big issue. Right. $7 million doesn't seem to be much for these guys. The wind tunnel time, I I really don't have a grasp of that, like what that, what that means in actual hours or how much less work they can get done or less questions they can answer or less fine tuning they can do yeah but i think that therein lies the issue with the penalty right it's very difficult for, for a fan to really understand what impact that's going to have because you think well 10 percent reduction that doesn't seem too much but right yeah you know, i think in like the press conference afterwards or i think it was on thursday afternoon christian horner was saying oh that could be like 0.4 of a second <laughs> But yeah, you're trying okay to then. So maybe it's maybe it's a over, the, over a whole race. <laughs> 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 exactly. So and seven million. I mean, like, what does that mean to? It's the second biggest fine in Formula One after the hundred million dollar fine <laughs> that McLaren had to pay when a disgruntled Ferrari employee sent a disgruntled McLaren employee some classified, you know, some secret documents from Ferrari that they right. never used. So yeah, it I don't seems know. it doesn't seem to be a deterrent, does it? It certainly doesn't. No. So so now the cost cap is what, like what is it? One hundred and forty-five million is the actual cost cap plus five percent. So another, another <laughs> so it's now one hundred and fifty-two and a half million dollars. The cost cap. Yeah. Well, you can. Th- yeah. Plus, then you're going to have to spend another seven million on the fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes it a total cost of. Yeah, I can't do that. 160. <laughs> yeah, so the cost cap is essentially meaningless, it seems. And I mean, we're not going to see any effects of this until probably years down the road, you know, because yeah. we're going to have this practically the same cars at the beginning of next season. I haven't heard anything yeah. about regulation changes going into next season. So I imagine that it's going to be pretty much the same car other than like the floors getting worked on. I just, yeah. I'm disappointed. Maybe the, the only rolling. thing they can do is maybe maybe in the off season they'll clarify. It's I guess it's a too it's too late now. It's a it's a rolling thing. The budget for next year. I don't know if they're already spending it, but if they're gonna they've got to take away points. You, you got to take away points. Yeah. That's what they're all playing paying for points. Looks like this is this is what it's going to be. There are different feelings about it from team principals up and down the board. The thing is though, they should have just stripped them all, all their constructors points from last year. Yeah. Kicked him out of the Constructors' Championship for last year. And it's like, okay, so that's kind of meaningful, but meaningless, right? It gets us to the same place. They st- they didn't win the Constructors' char- Championship last year, but it, like at least it's a deterrent from people purposely 
spending more, winning the Constructors' Championship, knowing that, you know, if they had gone over, then they could be stripped of it. At least there's some deterrent there. I mean, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, or for, or for this year, because it would have been more impactful if they had done it for this year. And we don't even know what their spending is for this year yet. You know, I mean, there's only a couple races left. They could have been cheating this year too. And we won't know that until this time next year. That seems absurd. Well, when you get to Brazil and it's a, you know, picnic party rather than any sandwiches that they have to cater to the right. cater for <laughs> because they, they, part of the overspend apparently was on sandwiches or it was on catering so right you get to right. you get to brazil and abu dhabi and there's no food <laughs> you know how that's gone anyway that's already done with so we'll we'll see how that how that affects red bull going forward we had a few uh, new drivers in for practice this weekend, which was really the only excitement. They did another tire testing again this time around, but Sargent doing another free practice, trying to get some more towards his uh, driver points. Hopefully, he'll be able to be in Williams for next year. We had Liam Lawson coming up, driving in an AlphaTauri. Uh, what's his name? Jack Dewin driving in an Alpine, DeVries was back in, and Fittipaldi was driving for Haas. So it's cool to see these young drivers, guys that you know potentially might be in the sport in future years. Um, and then we had qualifying. There weren't that many grid penalties, and the guys that took them were you know, most likely going to be towards the back anyway. Both the Williams out and both the Astons out in Q1. I guess that's a surprise with the pace that Aston Martin has had. Um, for the past few race weekends, they really were were not looking good all weekend long. The track did not suit them. And then Mick out of out of Q1. Both the Alphataris were out in Q2. Kevin Magnuson, who was one of the guys who got a penalty, he was out in Q2. And then Joe and Danny got all the way up to Q11 or uh, P11, which I guess is is good on what he did what he did last weekend, which was which was pretty bad after riding in on a horse and then max getting another pole position coming out of q3 with surprisingly i guess not with how they looked during practice but both the mercedes right behind them in in p2 and p3 it it really seems that they have figured something out and that they've they've gotten a lot faster in the past couple weekends and it's related it's a you know, showing in, in both qualifying and race pace now. Yeah, it's just a shame it's so late in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been more interesting, but they're definitely catching up on Ferrari for second place in the constructors. They they certainly have. And then, you know, Checo in his in his home Grand Prix, the 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 crowd was unbelievable the whole weekend cheering for Checo. That that stadium section, it might not be the best for racing, but it it's it's really cool to see it shaped that way. I don't I don't think there's any other track that really has a stadium section kind of like that. It's uh, really yeah, cool. You could hear the you could hear the crowd yeah. uh, clearly through the t- TV feed. It was amazing. Yeah. I found out pre race that apparently Max was boycotting Sky Sports all weekend because yeah. apparently Ted said something about Lewis being robbed of the championship last year. Yeah, he's- He's saying that the championship is illegitimate and it, uh, Max never should have won. And Max has just had it. He's been saying it all year, according to Max, and uh, he's had enough. And the whole Red Bull team is in on is in on the boycott, and it's indefinite, apparently. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, Christian Horner's in for it and everybody else. Oh, so. my God. 
Well, did you hear Crofty's question to Christian Horner in the press conference? It was like, really like, so you do all the math and then you still cheated, right? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that. So you, you admit that you spent more money than you were allowed. And that translates into having more money to spend on your car, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. And what did Christian say? He deflected. Yeah, of course. Of course he did. Oh, well. I just thought that was interesting. Checo did like a little walkthrough. You know how before every race, they have all the drivers like sit on the back seat of some classic car. And they had him get out of the car and walk through the stadium section and have everybody cheering for him. It was it was insane doing all these Mexican soccer chants. Quite a quite a home home track advantage, so to speak, um, for him. But the biggest thing pre-race was the tire strategy to start the race. It was supposed to be really hot and that the tire deg might be an issue. Um, but the Red Bulls decided to start on soft tires. And a lot of people started on soft tires at the front. I think both the Ferraris did as well. Um, but the Mercedes at two and three, they started on the on the medium tires looking like they were going to go for a, a two-stop. I mean, a one-stop for the Mercedes and then two-stop for the Red Bulls, you know, making up for maybe it could be an interesting race. Who knows? They're both on different strategies. Maybe this is a chance. Yeah, people on different strategies, often it translates into interesting racing. Right. You would think. But we get to to the start of the race. Max has a great jump, and then Lewis is able to get a nice little move. It looked like fair racing to me between him and George. Um, they left each other enough space, but George took a little too much curb on like the second turn and he would lost just a little bit of time and Lewis was able to, to get by him and move up into P2. And then Checo was able to pass on the soft tires past George on the next, on the next turn. It was really interesting for the first half a lap at least. Yeah. The, I mean, and the crowd again did their part right. uh, when they saw Checo in third coming through the stadium, you could hear the, the roar. Uh, I thought Russell sort of, I was surprised at how easily Checo got past him breaking into that turn. I thought that they, they, he would put up more of a fight, but Checo, I guess, was able to sweep across in front of him or Russell gave him that spot. But I thought it, it was pretty Yeah, it did make it a little bit easy, didn't it? Yeah, but I thought it was pretty fair fighting. I, I agree. I don't think like Hamilton pushed Russell off or anything yeah. like that. Um, no, no, he just positioned his car really, really yeah. well. He saw that Russell was gonna, was pitching left to go and, because he had to, right? He got the slipstream. He was gaining yeah. on him. He had to move out, otherwise, going to crash into him. So he had to go around to the left, which just then going into the second turn just meant that Lewis had that space to be able to come around. Yeah, and then we, you know, we didn't see much for a little bit. The McLarens had an awful starts. Um, I mean, they weren't starting where they wanted to for sure, but. Um, they were both down two spots, and both the Alpines were ahead of them. And what happened to Bottas off the line? It seemed like he went backwards really quickly. I didn't even I didn't see it in any of the the replays or anything. But before I knew it, he was in eighth, and I thought, didn't he start in fourth? Yeah, he he started in sixth, I think. Sixth between the Ferraris, but he went, but he went backwards. Yeah, yeah, but I think he started on medium tires, um, and they were both on the the soft tires, so he it was pretty easy for them to to get by him. And that's why he, he stayed out for a really long time um, being on the medium tires, like 40 laps before he pitted or something like that. But the Alpines obviously have the advantage for the constructors early on in the race. What happened? Stroll and Pierre 
bumped into each other um, and they both ran off the track. And then Pierre came back a couple laps later, like lap 13 and takes stroll out pretty much. Um, <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't take him out of the race. Well, he pushed him off, the, pushed track, him off the track yeah. earlier on. They had the little, room. the little yeah. bump or whatever it was, but he didn't give the spot back and ended up getting a five second penalty for, for forcing him off the track. Um, yeah. So he just eats the penalty and then, yeah. you know, he's just going to make up the time. Right. Yeah. And then Max is just starting to pull away. Um, he's, I mean, obviously on the on the soft tires, which are only expected to last, I don't know what they said, like 17 to 20 laps or something like that, 25 laps at the max. But he was, he was pushing the whole time. I mean, there are little instances where Lewis would make up some time and then Max would make up that time back. But over, over time, Max was still just pulling away. Yeah, managed to make him last, what, 25 laps or so, Yeah, which is a lot longer than expected. Uh, Max was saying on the radio, you know, like, the tires are going, the tires are going, but they keep telling him to stay out. Like, they're still looking fine to stay out. And Checo ends up being the first one to pit from P3, and he has a really bad one. I remember I was texting with someone in, in Pine Sports and... They're like they got the bad the bad pit stop out of the way on Checo first, so they didn't have to do it to Max again this time. Yeah, he's like stationary for like five seconds, yeah. right? Um, and then a couple laps later, Max pits from the lead and has a good stop, and he's able to stay out ahead of both of the Ferraris, which I thought was crazy. Um, I thought he was going to be right behind Carlos in front of in front of Charles, but you know, another another great move for them. And he's just behind the two Mercedes. Yeah, the Ferraris were practically non-existent in this race. They were they were there in and around the top six, you know, depending on pit stops. But right. yeah, they couldn't make any impression really on anybody. Yeah, and then Max, he Max went on a medium, so you know, every they were expected to make a two-stop race after having yep. pitted on lap twenty-six out of I think seventy-one. Yeah. Um, nobody would have expected the mediums to, you know, go for the whole time. So we were expecting another stop from them, maybe on to softs. Checo passes Charles pretty easily, you know, just a couple laps after his pit stop. And then I was kind of surprised at how early Lewis decided to pit, um, with how long that the reds lasted. I thought, yeah, be, they, they were on a medium tire. Right. They, they went four laps longer. They could have, right. When, when you heard George saying, Ties are still good. Let's keep going, and and then suddenly it was box box. It's like what? That doesn't make any sense. Surely yeah. they should be going aiming for lap forty or so, right? Knowing that the the softs were good for well twenty five laps on full fuel, you got to figure like they could probably do thirty on a low fuel load. So keep pushing, and then go to softs. I was really surprised. Really surprised to see them uh, pitting onto the hards. Um, and then just a couple laps later, they were saying they were going to keep George out for a long time, but he's pit only three or four laps after that um, going on to hard. So, you know, interesting choices from, from Mercedes. And you could see almost right away that the hard tires weren't the right choice. Um, they just weren't able to make any time up on Max at all. Um, and Max was just pulling away. I mean, he did have the the, the racier tires, but um, you know, you would have thought they would have gone off at some point. But and the Mercedes mechanics are coming out saying we're expecting him to drop off, so stick with it with the hard tire. The medium runners are going to fall back into your clutches, right? right. And then we had another incident on the track. Danny must have just been frustrated. He went for 
went for a move on the inside of Yuki and it just there just wasn't enough space. And Yuki closed in on him, which was his right to do. He was he was well ahead. He was able to take the racing line and Danny didn't back up in time or back out in time. And Yuki flew up in the air going over Danny's tire, ruined his side pod. He was able to get back to the pits, but it was critical and he had to come out of the race and they decided pretty quickly after that that it would be a 10 second penalty for danny which um i don't know which is fair enough i, I guess yeah i kind of thought so too yeah because five five is just a, kind of like to me a little rash but that was just like yeah dude there was no gap there yeah yeah although it was kind of amusing that they were trying to fit a new front wing a new nose to <laughs> yuki's car it's like that's not where he got hit dude what are you doing is this the point in the in the podcast where you're going to cut in the Ayrton Senna quote about going for gaps, and if you no longer go for gaps, <laughs> you're, you're no longer a racing car driver? Yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't but a yes, gap. It, there wasn't a gap. <laughs> you know, there was a little in, gap. In a video game that in a video game there was a gap there. Well, yeah, a little bump. Because if you crash, you if you crash, you can just flash but, it back and then try it again. Yeah, when you have damage switched off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, totally off topic. Totally off topic. But did you guys see this Martinsville thing today in NASCAR? I no. guy, I saw I saw the headline. I didn't watch the video yet, but the guy did a total video game move and it worked <laughs> and it, it got him into the playoffs. I don't understand how NASCAR works, the playoffs or something. But on the last corner, he just sent it full speed and rode it round the wall yeah. and passed like six cars, <laughs> trashed his car, but it worked. Really? And yeah. He gained like five he, spots. <laughs> he moved up like five or six spots. It looked like That's he was awesome. it was on like fast forward. Everybody else was breaking and he just ran it round the wall like a video game. It was insane. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> who was it? Up, Do you yeah. remember the guy? Chastain, um, I think, was the guy who did it. Yeah, somebody sent it to um, me. But and it was and it literally got him like in into the next yeah. round. Ross Chastain. Uh, yeah. Anyway, a little off topic there, but I mean, no, hilarious. Go and check it out. Epic. Yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> the perfect uh, combination of like l- like desire, luck. I think he even you know uh, skill. I think he even <laughs> mentioned in his post race interview, you know, that I play a lot of video games. That's where I got the idea. Anyway. And he had his eyes closed, probably. (laughs) It doesn't work so much in Formula One. Your cars are a bit more fragile. There are cars in front of are The walls are a lot further away from the racetrack. You're not going to do that around the Lowe's hairpin. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's too funny. That's hilarious. Anyway, Danny got a five-second penalty for that. Um, And Max is still pulling away. The Mercedes race engineers, even though George and Lewis keep saying we're on the wrong tire, the engineers keep saying their tires are going to fall off, but right. Max is still pulling away. Lap 55, we've got, what, 16 laps left, and he's got an 11-second advantage, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Danny, though, after getting that penalty, decided, what the hell, let's pit for softs, and see what happens, and he starts making some moves. He's he's moving up. Yep. He's moving up the track, showing that maybe you know maybe Mercedes should have should have done something like that. Who knows what could have happened? You know they were kind of stagnant. So, but if they just stayed out for forty laps <laughs> on their medium tires, which I think they were probably capable of, because the guy you know Red Bull did it, yeah. albeit on lower fuel loads, they could have changed to the softs. Yep. Yep. Agreed. 
He has to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? Lap 65. Alonso has to pull off the racetrack and retire from the race oh, with engine problems, causing like a half a lap virtual safety car that didn't really affect anything. But you could see the frustration on Alonzo when he gets out of the car and he's just like jumping up and down and slamming the car. Um, he is ready to be out of Alpine, apparently. <laughs> he say he, he, he did say something about like, funny how these uh, issues only happen to my car. It's like, true. I was not, thinking that. Cons- it um, is weird how that, but it's it started from the beginning before any of this happened. It's, sure. It's all- he had an engine problem in Bahrain. Right. Um, and in Saudi. So... Uh, I think somebody on Reddit posted a, a big list of Alonso's issues <laughs> this season, whether it's being hit by other people or um, car issues with broken parts or broken engines. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's had a he's had a tough season to be doing as well as he is. Right, and then the next lap, there's more arguments from George and his race engineer about the tire choice, and that was really it. Not much happened in this race, so Max breaks the record. For most race wins in a season with two races still to go. Really, really impressive, regardless of how much they cheated. Um, <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. I well, how many races? Extra races. Well, that's it. That's F1 it. Max is going to boycott break the undercut podcast. Well, Max is going to boycott the undercut podcast. Damn. Now, you know. <laughs> there, goes our, there goes our interview opportunity. Oh, no. He was supposed to be on next week. but regardless they have a amazingly fast car and max it's obviously geared towards max which checo alluded to in an interview earlier in the weekend couldn't really tell if he was mad about it i think he kind of understood but you know it's obviously a car made for max but hey i mean to be fair though i mean checo knows the score yeah yeah he knows that it's max's team it, but in this, you know, in the same way, I guess that you know, you, you look in the past, like two thousand eight, Kimi and Felipe Massa, right? Kimi, he'd won the title the year before. He was supposed to be, he was supposed to be the the driver that was going for the title in two thousand eight, but he wasn't. It was Felipe, right? It's things can happen, yeah. But I think the way that they're developing the car around him, it's yeah. I mean, it's only ever going to be Max's team, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously the tire degradation was a lot less than we were expecting. So Max, how long was it that he was on the soft tires? It was like 20, 26 laps. And so that means he was on the medium tires for 45 laps, 44 laps, which is not what was expected um, coming into the race. So winners on the weekend. I mean, you got to put, I think he's, he's probably on every single Every single one we've done, every single episode, but maybe not the first one. <laughs> that's true. Yes, that's true. That the two it. that he didn't finish, he probably was not a winner. But every other one, it seems like it. That was in a different universe, wasn't it? Uh, a different, different timeline. Yeah, should <laughs> go. When it was going to, it was going to be a classic season of Ferrari resurgence. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, I'm sure it's something that he looks forward to being an undercut winner on the weekend, but. You know, he's, he's won a bunch of them and you have, you have to put Mercedes up there too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the strategy call probably didn't play too well for them in the end. Right. But maybe it was a case of seeing that Red Bull were putting the, the red wall tires on and going, well, let's do something different. But I think overall, 
you know, like last time out, their car is so much quicker now than it was even in, in Asia, right? Yeah. And in Asia, they had some chances. It's just a little bit too little too late, but right. hopefully it's a sign that they've figured out really what was wrong with the car. Yeah. And now they can focus on developing it for next year so that it's a strong car in all condition. Totally agree. McLaren were able to yeah. make up four points on Alpine, which is, you know, not a whole lot, but they're only down. What's the difference? Is it seven points? Seven now? points now. Alonso not finishing had a huge impact on, on the point swing. Who knows what could happen? It's, it's just there's no consistency between these two teams. It seems like. Every other race, it's the other team doing better, yeah. and it just it swings one way then the other, exactly. one way then the other, right? Um, I mean, they have two very different cars. Like Alpine seems to do much better on the tracks with a bunch of straights, and McLaren does better with these tracks that have these like little sections with the uh, hairpin turns in them. But um, yeah, so it would be interesting, you know, Brazil exactly. coming up next. Yeah. Not a, you know, obviously there's, it's not really a straight, but there's that flat out section yeah. from Junchao all the way up to the first corner, which. Yeah, all the way up the hill. Yeah. You know, but the rest of the lap is kind of twisty, windy. Is that an Alpine track? I don't know. But then you go to Abu Dhabi and obviously there's two really long straights there. Right. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if McLaren can get ahead right. of Alpines in Brazil such that. Yeah, no, when you're when you're in a, a, a track that should be playing to Alpine strengths, if they're behind, right. that's going to make it super interesting. And it's a the last sprint race weekend of the season. That's right. Um, so there's more points to play for. You know, the the fight between Mercedes and Ferrari and Alpine and McLaren. Um, uh, all the, I mean, all the way down the constructors, there's like little yeah, group, apart true. from Red, apart from Red Bull at, at the top and Williams at the bottom. You have got these pairs of teams fighting it out. So below. Alpine and McLaren, you got Alpha and Aston, yeah. who are only four points apart. And then Haas and Alpha Tori, who are only one point apart. Oh Although, of God. course, they're, fight, they're, they're fighting for a lot less points each race. You know, yeah. Technically, technically Haas is, is only you know 15 points or so behind Aston Martin, but they're not, they're not going to close that up in, in two races, I don't think. But, uh, not likely. Unlikely, but uh, yeah, still, still stuff to be decided on the constructor side, which is definitely worth it's worth money, yeah, big money, uh, and sponsorships. So yeah, these guys are the the, the season is not over yet, uh, unless you're Max Verstappen. Absolutely, and then we we get to the losers on the weekend. I mean, they didn't necessarily have an awful weekend, but um, you know, not up to the standards that they were expecting or Martin was expecting earlier yeah, in the well, season I, no my expectations are very very low now right so that was that was fun yeah but i mean it's it's um you know what's the outlook for for next season with the way that they're finishing now are they putting i guess they're putting some time into next year's car i imagine that's why uh what's his name matteo hasn't been hasn't been at the races i don't know i don't know i don't know what's going on there um yeah, uh, I've given up. Well, I gave up a long time ago on on Ferrari, and this is this race. They were just non-existent. Right. So I'm trying not to think about it too much. I'll I'll still have hope again come March next year. Yeah, but uh, you know, for now, maybe they can do something over the next couple of races. I think even uh, the commentators mentioned that maybe they've just got the engines turned down a little bit to save on something. I don't know, just to protect what they've got. I, I, I don't know. But no, nah, but I think I think all eyes for Ferrari 
I think they switched to next year a good while ago. Yeah. I mean, I think the writing was on the wall even back in the Euro- at, at tail end of the European season before they even went out to Asia. It was like, this guy, we're not going to catch him now. So let's just figure out what we're doing wrong other than making terrible strategy calls, figure out how to make the car better. Yeah, I'm with you. What do you guys, What? Oh, one thing just back on the winners, what do you think about Danny being driver of the day? I voted for even him. With, Let's go. With this little, was it a sympathy with, vote? I think it was as much a sympathy vote as anything else. I think else. it was, a, yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he certainly drove well, you know, the little. When he was on a better tire, a fresher, softer tire than everyone else, he got past everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, after the, he'd stacked it into somebody and exactly. got a 10 over, second a penalty. Bit over aggressive, you mm. know, but yeah, with a tear in our eye, we, we vote for Danny, Danny, Danny Rick. And, yeah. You know. I saw he was interviewed on Sky Sports after the race. I guess every driver of the day, other than Max, will be on that little post race show that they have. And he was just. He was very blunt about his feelings about, you know, racing and how he just wants to do nothing next year, essentially. Like, he wants to be with the team, but he wants to, like, not have work to do next year. And he's very much looking forward to not racing next season, which I thought was interesting. Obviously, Alpine were losers on the weekend. More technical issues. Yeah, with with that. And, you know, they're they're still fourth in the championship. So, you know. They have the advantage going into the last two races. And then I put Aston Martin just because of the great form that they've been on recently and how poor their, their race was today. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they've been on a really good run of form. So I don't quite know what happened today that they were just just not not around. Were they on the wrong tires? I don't know. Could they not get the tires to work? I don't know. It, just, it was just a bit of a down day for them all around. I also have one on the loser list. Going to be controversial. I don't know. Checo, it's <laughs> like a a point three point four of a second a lap down on Max, and I know they say that your home race is like worth a tenth of a second, so that's half a second off. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lando says it's worth a tenth of a second. I don't know they say, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think it, he, he he was. That move that he he did manage to get past um, George Russell, like we said, it, it was a little bit. I mean, Russell didn't really fight him for right. it. Then he was behind and didn't really challenge, and then he got on the wrong tire. If Mercedes had been on the right tire, Checo wouldn't have been on the podium. Yeah, probably so. But just being controversial because we all love Checo and he's such a good guy, and it was his home race. But I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be like Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck over here and put him in my loser list. Meh. <laughs> He's standing on the podium at his home race being cheered by all his adoring fans and you're in the back and going, loser. <laughs> loser. Yeah, when his, his, dad, his dad didn't cry this year, I guess. It, well, because it, last year was yeah, so Yeah, it's old hat now, you know. It's like, check already the podium third. again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was also rooting for him this weekend. I wanted him to win. I wanted to be to be in a position where I don't want to say they could engineer it, but they could give him an opportunity to win. Yeah, but he wasn't there. 
continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. I was nervous this weekend, Martin. I uh, was at a fan fest for the local sports station in Philly, and I forgot to set my lineup for Coops oh. on the weekend. <laughs> but I think it ended up being okay anyway. I also forgot to put to do mine. <laughs> you just get stuck with you just get stuck with whatever you had last right. time. That's that's what you get. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. Wow. Is the rule. Um, but, uh, is that in the Coops yeah, bylaws? Decent, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it was a decent week. And, uh, yeah, our resident podcaster has moved up one spot to the to the top of the standings. Nick is that Watterson, me? Nick, Nick Watterson, yes, back to the top. Back to the top, despite having forgot to put picks in. Yeah. That's, 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 no, that's been done before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, solid, solid haul of points. Just over two hundred points for you. Um, back at back at the top. Um, yeah, me too. Who were some of the big scorers this week? I got two hundred three. Uh, defense, defense, F one with two hundred and ninety points. Um, I wonder if he's Mexican or she's Mexican or they're Mexican. They had Sergio winning. Uh, Maybe they believed in that point one of a second per lap. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> it's real. Real on that, but. They had perfect prediction of Sainz, Leclerc, Ricardo, Ocon, <laughs> Norris. Oh my God! Fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth and ninth. So uh, that, wow, and Hamilton in second and Hamilton in second. So that sort of that is a great them. hall of points. Wow, right yeah, yeah, that was pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, but they took Seb as pole position. <laughs> <laughs> this I don't want to look back through the picks. This this person that might have been they might have been this way the entire season. <laughs> That's- it's quite possible. Some people said it on race one and never change, but <laughs> there you go. Seb is Paul. That's cool. <laughs> you never know. Could right. have rained. Yeah. Set her picks in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have Seb in the top 10 on their... So they had, yeah. they had. Well, he was just going to crash out on the first corner. He set his yeah. power up like a rocket. You know, <laughs> just he couldn't couldn't make the turn. Maybe they just put V in in. They typed to V and then just, <laughs> just hit enter. <laughs> they got the wrong V. Yeah, could be. That's funny. Yeah. All right, and then yeah, Brazil in two weeks. Well, yeah, yeah. And the deadline is going to be a bit earlier with the sprint race in Brazil, right? More, more points available, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last sprint race? I mean, oh, we had one early a, on. Yeah, we have only had three. We've had two so, so like, far. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we had one in Imola. Imola, I think. And before that, was it Spain? Well, Imola was the first one, right? Imola was like really early. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, I think the last one was re- like kind of interesting. <laughs> um, it was so interesting. I don't remember exactly, what, it was, right? what happened. Was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Austria, maybe. I'm, I'm thinking Austria. I've got Austria in my head too. Yep, that was um, it. Yes, Austria was the last one. I think Max like won everything. Didn't he get fastest lap, pole position, sprint race win, and 
race win. No, Charles won that one. That must have been Charles' last win. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, Brazil Brazil's a track that's been around for a long, long time. The yeah. drivers know it, you know, very well. Right. Um, those that have been in the sport for a while, um, and of course, probably the site of one of I, one of the the best races I r- recall from when uh, Felipe Massa was yeah. that two thousand eight. That's when Lewis yeah, won when, at that race. When when yeah, Lewis won the championship. But it looked like Massa had won the championship. That was awesome. What didn't he like have a Something happened to his car towards the end of the race, Felipe. It was it was wet. I think uh, it was wet, and like Hamilton was on wet tires, but then Timo Glock wasn't, and <laughs> Hamilton managed to take get, take him up the take him That's overtake right. him coming up the drag to the finish line, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and then he lost lost his podium. That's right. Well, well worth it. Well worth a look. Yeah, yeah. Watch. I mean. I mean you got to feel for Felipe Massa on yeah. that one. I mean, the thing is, at the time, it's like, you know, Lewis's first one, and it's like, yes, he's finally fulfilling that potential. But, yeah. well, he should have won it. He very well should have won yeah. it in his debut season, right? Yeah. But in hindsight, Lewis, eight-time world champion, I mean, seven-time world champion. <laughs> if he'd have missed six-time world champion, having not got that first one, I don't yeah. know. It was, uh, Fine margins. Fine margins. Fine margins. Now Max is yeah. definitely not going to listen to our episode next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick. Please rate and review wherever you listen, and we'll see you next time for the Brazilian Grand Prix.